0: So, we've had some pretty average intro stories over the last couple of weeks. Firstly, I don't think they've been that funny. <laughs> and they've definitely not been gaming related. I think this is both funny and it definitely is gaming related. Oh,
1: it's already jinxed.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> this comes out of IGN and is written by Wesley Yin Pool. Baldur's Gate 3 developer Larian has teased some unusual romance options in the upcoming fantasy role-playing game. Spoilers for Baldur's Gate 3 ahead. Now, I don't really consider these spoilers, but I'll leave out the character's name in order for it to not spoil people who don't want to know anything about the game. But one of the characters in Baldur's Baldur's Gate 3 fans have their eye on... Throughout the game's early access period is the Druid. The Druid is an NPC and potential companion who can be rescued from a prison. But play your cards right and the Druid can be so much more. Literally, as a Druid, they can temporarily wild shape into a bear And he does this during a romance cutscene. Larian showed off the furry encounter during a panel from hell live stream. It proved too saucy for TikTok. (laughs) It pulled the live stream (laughs) offline an hour before it ended. TikTok cancelled our stream because it was too artistic and they don't understand, tweeted Larian, director of publishing, Michael (laughs) Dowse.
1: That's excellent. (laughs)
0: Oh, All right. dearie me. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be the first to sink their claws into this story?
2: Oh, I think Lucky's got some experience with bears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't be um, more excited about this upcoming release. It sounds like the developers know what what the players want. Um we want more bear romances. Um it's not enough for for human bears. It it now needs to go into the animal bear territory because why the hell not? Um yeah, look, I I think I think it it fits with a druid character within that type of game. Um sure they're taking the piss a little bit. Um hopefully people aren't, you know, too excited about it from a sexual standpoint. But hey, if they are, at least this way is a harmless way. They can not get into an affair with a bear in real life and get mauled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ellie, are you happy to see there's a bit of furry representation in <laughs> Baldur's Gate Three?
2: I mean, that's a good way of putting it. I don't know if "happy" is the right word. I mean, obviously we're, yeah. we're are you excited? Yeah, we're in a fa- we're in a fantasy world, <laughs> and obviously they don't have to worry too much about the you know anatomical considerations you know they've got potions of healing and stuff if something goes wrong so you know maybe we just let them have at it and (laughs) let bygones be
0: bygones (laughs) what if there's a communicable disease they can only get from bears (laughs) and we're starting bear aids it's the next oh no oh no we we can't we can't have that we need to protect our bears um, oh no! <laughs> well that that okay. gets
2: in that gets into the because uh, you know it's a druid wild shaping into a bear so theoretically it's still the same person. Is it the same cells that make up this body? You know, there's nothing new mm. that's been added or removed. So, <laughs> it, it's now yeah, that's
1: that's a fascinating um, discussion. If a druid shapeshifts, but they have STDs in their human form, can they share those STDs or STIs? <laughs> In their shape-shifted form.
2: <laughs> I would assume yes. Like, absolutely.
3: <laughs> mm. oh, yeah,
1: does the blood still stay, you know, that human form blood? Ooh.
0: <laughs> now, wow. I've got a, a moral question here for you. Is this the only form of morally okay bestiality? Because there are no... Animals around that are self-aware So they cannot give consent But this is a person who has transformed into a bear Is it okay now? They've chosen to do this They're consenting Bear sex, are we on board?
1: <laughs> I think I think, yeah If they're mentally <laughs> yeah. if they're mentally the person I suppose, yeah, they're giving consent
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it might not be my cup of tea But, you know, continuous enthusiastic yeah. consent You know, if everyone's on board <laughs> Um, you know, I, I could certainly see, you know, if you had, uh, you know, different, like, a giant panther, you, you'd be like, I'd a to cuddle up to that. Maybe not anymore, but it's like, you know, that'd be cool. Bears, not so much.
0: Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I made this joke too. <laughs> Andrew, in a messenger <laughs> chat earlier, the, the wait for Baldur's Gate 3 fans is now just going to become unbearable.
1: Oh my uh, it, would need to, it would need to be a cleric or a paladin that did it Because they would need to have healing spells hmm. for them at the ready Yeah,
2: good, a good restoration somebody. can fix broken bones, those sorts of things
0: Yeah <laughs> Players can look forward to sinking their teeth in Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach. I'm here with my co-host Lockie. Lockie, how you doing?
1: Hello, hello, it is news to reviews, news stories, welcome to
0: the news. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing this Sunday? Is it evening now? It's 5pm the evening. Uh, When when does evening start? Theoretically
2: when the sun goes down, so it is going down, so I think you're safe.
0: (laughs) It's on its way at the very least. Look, I'm going to call it evening. It's it's, it's a nice Sunday evening. I'm enjoying a multitude of beverages here i've got a coffee and a glass of water and a gin and that concoction is keeping me going for this episode but what is also keeping me going for this episode is we have a fantastic guest we have ellie returning to the show once again ellie thank you so much for being here
2: thank you for having me it's always a pleasure
0: oh yes i'm so keen oh, okay. well, all right i'm um, <laughs> I'm keen to have you back on the show, but dear God, impressions this week?
1: <laughs> yeah, we opened up with bestiality. <laughs> where, where do we go from here?
0: Oh dear, I'm keen to see if any of the characters in their, their kaiju forms... In Final Fantasy 16, that's going to be. Gonna mean, keep the theme going.
1: Zach, spoilers. <laughs> there's a,
2: there's a, there's a couple of the uh, primals that are, I'm sure a lot of people are up for. <laughs> oh
0: dear, look out! It's going to be a saucy episode. Well, before we get into it. Couple of things I want to mention at the top of the episode. And I didn't mention it last week because I'm just fucking useless and I forgot to mention it. I had a crazy busy weekend, but Miss Ally Hart of the Hungry Gamers is hanging up the old microphone. Now, you you remember she's been on a couple of episodes of news to reviews before, both absolutely fantastic episodes. Her name's in the title. Be sure to go back and check those out. She's amazing podcaster super charming and hilarious and always insightful about video games and she's going to be missed in the australian pod podcasting sphere that is for sure i believe she's going to have a baby with her husband and yeah you know good on her pursuing a family and all that and i hope she finds her way back behind the microphone at some stage or another yeah but, oh, <laughs> speaking of babies, got some <laughs> other news to talk about. Because I don't know when, when he's going to be on the show to talk about it. Hey, Lockie, it's probably going to be a while until we have him back on the show. But oh, yes. people may remember that last year we went on our two-week break in June. It was because we were attending Aaron and Rochelle's wedding. Aaron, our regular guest we get on the show all the time and very dear friend of ours. Now... A year later that has culminated. They got a little baby boy. Little baby Aiden. Now apparently yeah. Aiden the inspiration came from Watchdogs One, Aiden Pierce from there, but we'll forgive <laughs> <laughs> we'll forgive what? Aaron for that. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, happy, healthy baby boy and they're they're just over the moon, so I just thought we'd wanna make sure we let our let our audience know what is what is happening there. I don't know. Yeah. Ellie, you have children. <laughs> <laughs> I do have children. Yes. Oh, and, dear.
2: You know, we all we all pick our names from somewhere, whether or not it's a video game or, or other. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, um, oh. I won't dox myself, but yeah. No, it's always a great time. The first 18 months is the hardest. If anyone's, yeah. like, becoming a parent, you just got to get through that first 18 months, and then it's, like, not smooth sailing, but... Not as
0: bad. <laughs> See, there's always going to be fresh new challenges along every step of the way. I've I got to say, i very much enjoyed just being an uncle and being able to, you know, hang out every now and again, but also not have all the responsibility of children. Because <laughs> holy shit, I don't know how you all do it. You are absolute animals and I have <laughs> mad respect to all of you. That is for sure. I know, Lockie, anything to say uh, to Aaron?
1: Oh, big, warm, hearty congratulations to Aaron and Rochelle and little baby Aiden. We are so excited to welcome you to this world. I'm so excited to see um, the, the little kid grow up um so expect interesting things to come from there
2: i mean i'm a little bit biased but there's nothing better than being a gamer with gamer kids because then you just all get to do the you know what you want to (sighs) do
1: yeah you're right oh my god we're gonna get so many more nintendo games
0: (laughs) yay Aaron will be like the reverse of those super um, angry sports dads that you see, like the stereotype that you see in American movies, you know what I mean? He'll be yelling at Aiden to put down the, the football and <laughs> come inside and play Watch Dogs Legion or some shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It'll be like a high school musical type thing.
2: <laughs> All I want to do is play football, dad, and you just want me to play these video games. <laughs>
1: You just want me to go to theatre and
0: dance. (laughs) Dance the night away. Deary me. How about we uh, do the news the night away? Mm. I guess we're kind of doing that because it's a Sunday night. We're doing the news. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Our first story... Uh, very much one in here for all of our fighting game fans. Street Fighter Six has now sold over two million copies in its first month. What? Now wow. Street Fighter Five sold seven million in total, and it's been out for seven years. So I think it's pretty impressive that yeah, just in its first two months, Street Fighter Six is already looking like it's probably. By the time you know all the new characters and extra stuff comes out, which of course gets new people interested and more people picking up the game, probably going to see that yeah, it'll it'll be beating out its previous title. Ellie, <laughs> what do you think of Street Fighter Six doing so so well for a fighting game at the very least?
2: I mean, I'm happy with that. I uh, I do have lots of memories of. University and high school of playing, you know, original Street Fighter 1 and 2 in the arcade. Um, I feel like they've really sort of taken a step forward with this game because the change in the art style and the animation, they've sort of really, um, I don't want to say reboot because this one is part of the main storyline, but they've really sort of just tried to make it different to the previous iterations. Where you know playing Street Fighter four or five maybe felt a little bit samey at the end of the day, they've really tried to push it. Um, so I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. I suck at fighting games, so you know I'm not <laughs> <laughs> not not spending hours on it myself, but uh, I can definitely appreciate and enjoy watching other people
3: um,
0: play these other sort of
1: games.
2: So.
0: Oh, nice. Lockie, how are you feeling about it? It's-
1: uh, i got to pick up this game. It's one of those things where I'm not a huge fighter game person, and then I pick it up and then I'll play it obsessively (laughs) for a couple of days, and then I'll go off it again because I'm not all that good because I can't play with other people. (laughs) Uh, I am interested. I, I find with this particular game, it's really struggled in the review department. So- uh, I just took a look at the Meta critic score to see if that dial is shifted. It's sitting at a six point two, which is mm, all right for the users, and the critics are giving it over ninety in the aggregate score. So, it's one of those types of games that is very polarizing and i can't quite work out why i,
2: I have absolutely zero evidence for this whatsoever but it's like hmm, they <laughs> <Yes>. they <laughs> desexualize the women and now it's being review bombed by <laughs> gamers ah, <laughs> so, okay yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <My> bro- <laughs> am I, if i go in there if, if i go into the reviews am i just gonna see go work go broke <laughs> yeah, everywhere maybe. is that what's going on maybe. <laughs> that's not good
0: I have heard that Chun-Li's thighs aren't quite as meaty as they should be, but I've seen them. There's some, there's some thick yeah. thighs, man. Like, she'd no, she squish my still... head like a watermelon, that's for sure. Yeah. There's just
2: more realistic proportions in a lot of the characters and, and more re- realistic outfits, but, you know, I don't know. People
0: I think are there were some issues with the monetization as well that people were having. Mm. But, look, I, I, I played a little bit of Street Fighter Six and I had fun with it. I found it a lot more a lot more approachable for your casual fighting game player uh, than what the previous Street Fighters were or, or titles like Tekken. I'm not really having to remember combos as much. It's it's kind of like apes the uh, Super Smash Brothers style in that you have, you know, your special and your powerful attacks, different attacks tied to hitting a directional button and your face buttons. And Anthony... Fighting game fanatic is still playing this now. He's he's been playing this obsessively since it came out. It's been over a month now, so the fighting game fans are happy. Critics are happy. Um, I don't know, some people apparently aren't though. <laughs> I don't know, can you see what what people are saying? Why why it's getting some middling <sighs> reviews? Oh like uh,
1: look look, some people the general. Zeroes, I'm seeing uh, people are unhappy about a shift in their control style mm-hmm. in the games and how yeah, the combos okay, are being pulled yeah. off. So they're, they're, yeah, so it's more of a technical change. So it sounds like they made it a little bit more accessible. To players that may not necessarily like the traditional combo. So they're definitely trying something different. It's not for everyone. No, no, no. This is the, like. the
0: issue though, Loki, is you can play both different play styles. You can still play classic if you want. <laughs> people are getting pissed off. <laughs> then why are they giving a fucking zero? <laughs> if that's the reason. People are getting pissed off that people what are like... It's this weird gatekeeping get good from software mentality people have had in the past. Where it's like, if you can't get used to using the classic playstyle, then fuck you why should we have to play uh, against you so yeah, okay so that that's weird. like
1: kid yeah that's like children way of thinking mm-hmm. um
0: like yeah. i don't know and i don't know how you solve that I, I feel like it's a weird thing to have like a separate server for classic control people but maybe that's something they might have to consider doing but I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably look, that's probably a fair way in the multiplayer scene. Mm. Um, cuz you could potentially see disadvantages pop up if both types of control styles are being pulled off, but um they'll then just whinge because the control the the classic control section will have a much much smaller pull because most people wouldn't be asked to go against whatever the standard default new version is, so then they'll just whinge about that and like, "Oh, There's no one on here to play with because everyone's just trying to enjoy the fucking game and I'm a weirdo gatekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do it that way so then they can realise how... They can play with themselves. They can be weird and miserable amongst themselves.
0: Well, who doesn't love to be weird and miserable and play with (laughs) themselves? Fantastic pastime. And I'm sure the lawyers over at Microsoft do that all the time <laughs> when they're not working on the big Whoa, FT- FTC case. Oh, <laughs> that was a segue. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, a segue. oh, <laughs> a great segue. Beautiful. Oh, dearie oh. me. Now, <laughs> look, uh, you know, I, was, I said I'm not interested in this case, but every now and again we get these little nuggets of gold and... This is this is one of the lawyers <laughs> <laughs> in a court filing representing Microsoft. Could I clarify one issue that counsel raised with you when you were asking about ZeniMax and asked him to find a game that was similar to Xbox, he mentioned Elder Scrolls. That is incorrect. There are two Elder Scrolls games. One is one, an online one called Elder Scrolls Online that is a multiplayer game. Oh, my God. It is on PlayStation today. He's talking about Elder Scrolls 16 that is projected for release in 2026 <laughs> as a single-player game.
1: Now, oh, okay. We've atti- got quite a few Elder Scrolls <laughs> coming our way then. In that time.
0: They've scary 10 titles. I, I don't know if maybe it, 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 he's a Final Fantasy fan and his he's, uh, wires are getting crossed here I don't, I don't know what's happening but apparently <laughs> apparently this lawyer at the very least seems to think that elder scrolls 6 is it this yeah it's 6 skyrim was 5 is going to be coming out yeah. in 2026 apparently since then microsoft has come out and said that that is not the case that it's going to be like at least another 5 years but <laughs> i don't know i love this i oh, thought it was fuck's sake. i thought it was funny <laughs> ellie can they you... like
1: just can starfield so i can get elder scrolls six <laughs> i'm so sick of hearing about that fucking starfield
0: i don't want it i want elder scrolls <laughs> <laughs> ellie are you excited for elder scrolls 16
2: <laughs> yeah, I think in uh, at the rate they're going, uh, it'll probably be my great, great grandkids who would be playing Elder Scrolls
3: 16.
2: Um, <laughs> he, he probably just missed, mixed up the zero there. It was That was meant to be coming out in 2,260.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, uh... I would be
2: pretty pumped for an Elder Scrolls 6 in
0: 2026. But... Mm. Yeah, I, I, I would hope that they... <laughs> actually do it i but just don't know if i'm gonna like live it.
1: that long that just and i'm not saying that in like a weird dark way i'm just like <laughs> that's so far away and and life is chaotic Wait, are, yeah, you are you talking about
0: 2026 are you talking about yeah that's three years that's three
1: years I'm, i don't want to miss out on the next elder
0: scrolls Look, i want it. it now but i've got fucking starfield my vegetables that i need to eat I, I don't want to put any money on you not dying because I think that's like a bad omen. You know mm. what I mean? Like to start placing know, bets on whether or not someone's going to live to a certain point. But please, like, I, I don't want you to die, Lockie, in the next three years. No, I don't want to die either. That's
1: what I'm saying is that life is chaotic and I, I just don't know. And, and it just stresses me out hearing that um it's so
0: far away. Oh, dear. Oh, I don't know. We need to convert, Lockie. I'm becoming a druid that's happening. <laughs> Oh, dear. I can be the bear. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, dear. Anyway, Elder Scrolls, it's probably not coming out 2026. It'd be nice if it was, I don't know. Lockie, do you have anything to say on it? No. Yeah.
1: Elder Scrolls, I mean, like, yeah, I'd love another Elder Scrolls game. But he- here's the thing. I mean, and I've said this before, I-, I-, I love the idea of another Skyrim or Oblivion type game coming out with modern graphics. But... You know, there's there's no guarantee that that's what we'll get to either that quality or that level of excitement or hype that was the original release of those types of games. It'll probably be more watered down. It'll probably be riddled with bugs or some sort of issue, probably be produced at the same quality as Gollum. and it'll be released on mobile, and it'll be multiplayer. It'll be another MMO launch. Like, it'll just... there will just be some... They'll fuck it up, is what I'm saying. They'll fuck it up, so I don't know why I'm getting my hopes up.
2: Well, Lockie, uh, did you hear that apparently Mm -hmm. gamers are complaining about Starfield now because Microsoft has forced them to do so much debugging, it's not going to have that classic Bethesda feel. It's going to be bug-free, and they don't like that. They want these (laughs) game-breaking Bethesda bugs with dragons flying through the ground and, you know. (laughs) That's just people being
1: hipster. That's just hipster humour. They're just trying to be trendy, like, oh, I love the bugs. Just trying
2: to have a hot take.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, sure, it was funny, but that was, like, luck. Yeah. It's not. You can't manufacture that. It wasn't funny
2: when you lost your save. (laughs)
1: Like, you you want that sort of shit. Play Goat Simulator,
0: like, you, you can't expect it. No,
1: just can't
2: get anyone happy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know who else can't keep anyone happy? Yuji Naka. When he's developing games or doing insider trading. <laughs> Either <laughs> of those things. <laughs> well, not allegedly. He's <laughs> fucking <laughs> been been sentenced. So, that's what this is about. This article oh, comes... Oh, damn. This excerpt damn. comes out of IGN. was written by Wesley Yin pull Following a trial held at the Tokyo District Court on 7th of July, 2023, Judge... Madoka Hiruta issued a two and a half year prison sentence suspended for four years, as well as two fines of 2 million and 170 million yen, which is 14,000 and $1.1 million U.S. respectively. Ellie, does the punishment fit the crime here? I think so.
2: Like, I've always thought that, You know, corporate crimes shouldn't be filling up the the prison sentences, but you definitely should strip away all of the benefits that they got from insider trading. So hopefully, like I don't know how much it's alleged that he was able to gain from it, but Mm. if they can claw back that money and, and make sure he has to keep his nose clean for four years, then, well, I think that's okay.
0: I wish I knew what it meant when it says, so if it's a two and a half year prison sentence, but suspended for four years, does that mean that he has to spend two and a half years in prison and then another four years outside of prison? But if he does something, he gets sent back. Is that what that
1: is? And also it's Japanese courts. Yeah, might be different (laughs) as well. He could be, that suspension could mean he's suspended by his ankles for all I know for <laughs> that period of time.
2: I'm, I'm fairly certain that when they suspend a sentence, so he doesn't have to do the two and a half years in jail, but if he does mm. anything wrong between now and that four year period, he automatically gets uh, that two and a half year okay. sentence yep. applied to him. So that's where he's got Oh, a, it's like a probation-y yeah. Type thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing overall, um, because, you know, if he'd spent less time inside a, training, uh, a trading and more time making a good game, we might have, you know, been able to really enjoy Palance Wonderland.
0: Oh, dear me! Well, look, that's, that, that's the only thing about here. I'm never really going to feel like I've actually got justice until I say that, that that, you know, somehow... Balan Wonderland is tacked onto this sentence. I don't know what the charges would be. Maybe it's like crimes against humanity or something like that. Torture on a (laughs) grand scale. I
1: I just want to say that Balans has good bones. Like, it's not... The reason why it's such an interesting train wreck is because there's enough quality there to go oh, this could have actually been quite good. It It looks decent. Like...
0: No, I don't know, Lockie, Lockie. you're absolutely right. Balance Wonderland, Balance Wonderland, yeah, Wonderworld, whatever it was called. Is it
1: Wonderworld or Wonderland?
0: I, I, or am I? I forget
1: I, at this point. I said Wonderland. I'm. I probably got it wrong. I'm sorry.
0: If, fantastic game. If you are asleep, another game you can play while you're <laughs> asleep is Pokemon. Sleep. Now, I remember (laughs) they announced this a couple of years ago. It is, it is, and ages ago, it was some Pokemon event they announced Pokemon Sleep, and the world collectively said, What the fuck is this? (laughs) What the hell? Are we getting a Pokemon game that you play while you're asleep? Like, there's a, there's a game that you can play while you brush your teeth, I believe. You know, you've got Pokemon Go where you can play on while you're traversing between places. You've got your Switch to play Pokemon at home. They're, they've literally found a way for Pokemon to occupy every single moment of your life. And now they've finally explained what the <laughs> fuck this thing is going to be. So it's basically think of as one of those sleep tracking <laughs> apps that they have that exist already and have been around for years except now it's Pokemon branded as well too. So oh,
1: okay, like Pikachu tells you your rapid eye movement. So cycles.
0: Snorlax is the main character, the main Pokemon that they use and that oh, you'll be that interacting Because he exactly. snores. That's right. That's oh. right. Um, Jigglypuff, I think, also would have been pretty pretty perfect as well. But yeah, Snorlax has to be the. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, hang on. Hold up. Could you please explain to us why you feel like Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff would be Puff a good pick? S-
0: sings and makes people sleepy. Oh, yeah, baby. that's right. Baby she does. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> basically... She way- drew
1: markers on your face when you <laughs> she sang you to sleep because she thought that her- everyone was bored by a beautiful singing. <laughs> that was fun.
0: Oh, good old days. Now, basically, you will sit your phone on the bed next to your pillow, I believe. And it says it tracks how long you sleep for and your movement while you sleep as well. And based on that, Snorlax will be given points. (laughs) You can also feed Snorlax stuff during the day, which will increase Snorlax's strength. So you gain more points at night while you're asleep. And depending on certain factors, you will be able to collect Pokemon and fill up your sleep Pokedex, which is just a Pokedex of Pokemon, except they're all sleeping, so <laughs> I don't know, if you're some creepy likes to watch people sleeping and you're also into Pokemon I guess this is a perfect title for you, but you can do things like, you know if you leave your phone face down, it will give you some kind of specific Pokemon or if you have it plugged in and charging, you can get like a sleeping Raichu that has its tail tucked into the ground, so They do interesting stuff with it there. I don't know if it's going to interact with Pokemon Home, so people who are, you know, you're crazed Pokemon fans who need to get everything into Pokemon Home, otherwise it doesn't exist. I don't know if that's going to be integrated as well. But, yeah, so (laughs) I don't know. It it sounds like a pretty wild idea. Ellie, do you think you'll be downloading Pokemon Sleep when it's released?
2: I mean, I I probably will just out of curiosity. I've always been... (laughs) dubious about any of these sleeping apps and how well they actually track like deep sleep and light sleep and how many times you wet woke and all of those things just because it doesn't seem like that sensitive of a sensor um and also because i you know if i put my phone in bed with me it's going to end up across the room by the end of the night just tossing (laughs) and turning so (laughs) i'm going to get like a third of the points and then the phone's going to be like no you were just dead (laughs) there was no one there
1: But I'm curious. So, yeah,
2: you know, no harm, no cost, hopefully.
1: (laughs) I remember having a Digimon-style Tamagotchi when I was younger, so I'm just thinking it's something like that. That's all I can wrap my head around this.
0: Look, I've had one of those sleep apps before that monitors sleep. I don't. I, personally, I didn't feel like it was very useful. I more did it because I thought it was entertaining that every now and again I'd I'd sort of mutter something in my sleep and I could listen <laughs> back to what that was. And you, this will do that as well too. It will record you while you sleep, which is incredibly creepy. <laughs> but. I don't know, surprisingly, like you, Ellie, it's piqued my curiosity and I think I'll be downloading it's, it. Could you
1: say it's Pikachu? Hey!
0: <laughs> there you go. Now, I, I don't know if... Um, I, I, I sleep with my, my, my pet dog, Archie, so I don't know if that's going to give me like a bonus growlith sleeping or something <laughs> like that at some huh. point or is the app going to take points away from me because it thinks I woke up in the middle of the night and started gnawing my foot. At one a.m., we'll have to yeah. wait and see. Archie's not doing that. He's he's fine. He's got no foot infections or anything. I have actually got dental done this weekend, so his teeth are all nice and clean. He's a happy. And he got his oh, blood done. He's all happy and healthy. I'm getting sidetracked, but anyway, yeah, yeah I think I'll actually. It's a, a bit creeped out that Pokemon wants to be tracking all these children's sleep. I feel like. They're already tracking our <laughs> movements with Pokemon Go and you shit. Make, it's just it's, you it's make that bit- sound
1: so fucking sinister. <laughs> it's describing getting it weird. That way. I don't think it's I don't think it's that sinister. I think I think we already crossed that that threshold a long time ago with our phones. Like I, I can't say anything without Facebook immediately sending me targeted ad campaigns from you know things. Like man, I could go for a subway and now I and now I can guarantee that I'll get a shit ton of subway ads. I mean the, the yep.
2: Pokemon uh brushing teeth app did actually legitimately help my kids with remembering to brush their teeth, especially my son. Like he really picked up on that. So if it gets them to sleep more, I'm I will be happy as a parent. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Yeah, there you that. go. Positive side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another positive thing is if you're one of those video game reviewers where you, you're um, review bombing games because you don't like it being too woke, well, this seems like it's <laughs> the game for you because it's based entirely around not being woke. The anti-woke
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> it's an yeah, anti-woke awesome. video game.
1: And also I'll probably give this one a, mix, uh, a miss because... Um, I'm I'm more interested in Pokemon Death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, lucky! Uh, hopefully, it doesn't come out before 2026, so you get to <laughs> play older. Jesus,
1: Scott. yeah. Oh God, I'm really You're I'm really on vibes, uh, bad, bad. I know I'm vibes, really putting Lockie. out bad JoJo. We got to stop. Yeah, this, this is not good. So this is not good.
0: And look, I'm going to continue the bad vibes.
1: Uh, look, it's because it's I finished Final Fantasy 16 only, like, two hours ago. Okay. No spoilers. Still. What does that mean? Who knows? Still, still in the headspace. Ooh. But I'm in a mood. Let's just say that. <laughs> look,
0: I'm going to continue the bad vibes here and talk about Datalic Entertainment, the studio behind the recently released Golem game. <laughs> the Lord of Ring Golem game to like, be precise.
1: like like his son Icarus. The game company flew too close to the sun, and their wings burnt.
0: Oh, and here we have the evidence of the burned wings. This comes out of Kataki. It Was written by Levi Winslow. After apologising for the dismal state of the Lord of the Rings Golem, datalick Entertainment is now shuttering its development arm. ...to instead focus on publishing games since Gollum didn't meet the studio's expectations. According to a report (laughs) by German news magazine Games Wirtschaft, Datalik Entertainment said 25 of its over 90-person team have been affected, saying it was a difficult decision but one that will mark a new beginning for Datalik. In an email to Kotaku, a Datalik Entertainment representative said that eight promising releases are still coming in this financial year, though it wasn't specified... If these games are developed by the studio or someone else entirely.
1: Fucking who cares? (laughs) Like, they're I I don't know I don't know how their company how they can see their company brand name as salvageable after this. They were a nothing company before this. This was their big shot in the in the spotlight. And we know that they've got nothing behind them, so why would it be a valuable brand name other than I suppose negative recognition is better than no recognition, but. I don't know. Mm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't close up. You know, they didn't shutter up entirely. I'm surprised they're doing this publishing thing. I mean, it, it's sad for the. Um
2: the people who are losing their jobs. I, I definitely sort of agree with with what Lockie was saying last week, how it's, that should have just, someone didn't get the memo about it being a Game Pass shovelware game. <laughs> like it should have just been free somewhere. <laughs> mm. You know, maybe then we could forgive it for its sins, but, uh, you know, any game that's making you pay full price for anything these days, it needs to meet a certain mm. expectation.
0: Mm. Yeah, especially when they're charging the full AAA budgeted price as well too was a hundred dollars at retail golem i find it super it's fucking
1: hubris it's just hubris yeah i think maybe they were just
0: hoping the ip would be able to get them enough sales alone um and i I don't know how the sales have been but the they they don't think about the hit to the reputation and what i I found interesting about This article here, too, or their own statement saying they're dropping down their staff from 90 uh, down to what was uh, 75. They're losing 25 staff members.
1: Which is not a huge drop because, like, you know, you would have thought that they, to be a game publisher, you don't need nearly as many game developers and designers working for you, I imagine. It's a publisher. And, And that's what you're, it's more like a marketing. Thing
0: and that's that was my thought. Like, surely they didn't only have twenty five developers <laughs> working at DataLink Entertainment, because that would or basically- they only had twenty developers
1: working on fucking Golem mm. makes a lot of sense. Ugh. Um, I don't know. It it re I don't know. It just really smells of I don't know desperation, but also. Was this part of their plan all along? Were they planning on pivoting into a publishing company and they created this disaster game situation as a way to sort of get recognition and make a name for themselves? Was this a calculated move? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And if so, is it the most disgusting thing we've ever heard?
0: Look, I just think it puts <laughs> things in a perspective if there was a 25 person development team on that it's an indie game at that point in my books it is a small budget title and it was being charged full price for being marketed as a triple A video game so I don't know what happened with this one it is pretty bloody wild but let's see if the games coming up in the next week are going to be pretty bloody wild I don't think they will be <laughs> gonna, spoiler alert Wait, What's this week? Burying the lead Oh yeah, that's the ones Sorry, I'm very unprepared We have The Valiant Coming June 11th To PS5 and Xbox Series X We have Maud Howe Coming to console, everything Bar Nintendo Switch Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals Coming to PS5, PS4, PC Nintendo Switch and iOS Hmm Atelier Marie Or Atelier Mary Remake The Alchemist of Salberg Coming to PS5, PS4, PC And Nintendo Switch There's
1: Atelier games They come out every year (laughs) I swear it
0: Invector Rhythm Galaxy Invector Is that that just me Or does that sound vaguely Sexual Invector No Not even sexual It's like I can't even think of what the word is But Oh, uh, like injector. <laughs> I, <guess> so, <laughs> it's I like think it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think my brain just not working. To who? To all right. T o u h o u. Is that to who? To me.
1: <laughs> to who? You know, and then it's that that comedy thing.
0: No, but seriously, to I want. Who you? I want to know who it is. I want to know how you guys would. Who's the game two? How would you pronounce this? T o u h o u. I think Hau. Yeah, it'd be like two a tower. Two a tower. Two two tower Whatever. Tao Tao Two two. Whatever. Two who new world. I'm sticking with that. It's coming. Tee July 13th to PS5 and PS4. Uh, oh, so the PlayStation versions aren't coming in September 12th. It's coming to PC and Nintendo Switch oh, no. July 13th. Oh, darn it. Exoprimal is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. That one's also going to be on Game Pass. And Jagged Alliance 3 is coming to PC. Also July 14th. Ellie, any of those titles stand out to you?
2: Uh, I'm gonna have to say a big no on that one
0: <laughs> my, yeah. I mean
2: honestly my dance card is pretty full at the moment I've got enough games I'm trying to juggle
1: <laughs> Really? At- Atelier's not gonna be, you <laughs> know, the one to swing it for you?
2: I mean that one has a colon and then lots of words after it so. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it looks like it's, um, you know, it's an RPG, I'll give yeah, it that Yeah, it's a that. JRPG <laughs> at some point Yeah, At some uh... point things will happen
2: but no, I mean...
1: Double A sort of JRPG. I mean,
2: something like Exoprimal, like I, I know it was mentioned before, that that is potentially something I could see myself playing if I had the time. Because I was a big fan of the, like, Serious Sam style of the top first-person mm. shooters back in the day. Mm. Uh, so if it had that sort of, like, wacky weapons and, like, lots of, like, you're just killing waves of enemies and it's got the right sort of soundtrack to it, you know, might be fun. But, luckily enough, I get to pick that up on Game Pass anyway and not have to pay for it. Well, not have to pay more for it.
0: I'm right there with you, Ellie. How about you, Lockie? you Are you going to check out Exo Primal or any of these others?
1: Nah, I'm thinking of cancelling my Game Pass subscription. <laughs> <laughs> exactly! <opposite. laughs> There's been a lot of shit that's come out recently where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not getting my money. But then you'll miss Starfield thing. day one. <laughs> oh no! Mate, why don't I just... But what if I just get the subscription when Starfield is what released? If, what if you just buy No Man's Sky and play the exact same game? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true.
0: Lockie play psychonauts 2 and hi-fi rush i think both of those uh, titles you'll quite enjoy i've played
1: i played psychonauts 2 it's it's a decent game but it it does not a subscription make
0: Uh, yeah well yeah (laughs) like once the game's done (laughs) yeah subscription yeah so there's no
1: real reason for me to continue paying for that subscription because i enjoyed that game like fucking eight months ago
0: and you're you're not interested in to (laughs) To, to, to who? To, to oh, it's,
1: it seems like it's going to be a, an absolute banger. <laughs>
0: Has anyone
1: actually Googled to see what type of game it is? <laughs> I'm... I'm not even, I don't even think it's worth Googling. That's the yeah, thing. No. I, sorry, I
0: think remember. we'll have to say boo hoo to to who. <laughs> oh.
1: They should have gotten Daedalic Entertainment to publish their game.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, it looks like JRPG nonsense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's that time of year. Oh no, I got to check this out. It's oh, oh no. Also that time of year for us to go on a brief break. And then we'll jump back on in with the games that we've been playing. Ellie You are our guest. It is tradition on News to Reviews for our guest to get us kicked off with impressions. What have you been playing this week, my friend?
2: Well, I've been playing a lot of things, but the one that really stands out to me most is the recently released, not like this week, but the Final Fantasy 16. Mm. that came out on PS5, but not yet PC.
1: Hell yes.
2: So... Final Fantasy is a Square Enix uh, JRPG or role-playing game. Uh, But the really interesting thing about 16 is it's the first full-action RPG version of it. So it's not turn-based. It's not, you know, sitting you down in a bubble, choosing your attacks, and everyone's taking their turns, which is certainly Mm. more up my alley. Like, I'm not a Final Fantasy... Protégé, I've only played uh, the online and now 16, whereas I'm much more into the Nier series, that sort of Devil May Cry, Bayonetta sort of style game, which this is definitely much more akin to in its uh, design compared to the traditional Final Fantasies.
0: So you could also mm. say it's more up your Ellie. that's too rude to say but i'm gonna stop recording (laughs) it's a saucy episode all right (laughs) it is it is he's had a few gins in him (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: that's all it takes um Um, but no look it's it's um, a it's a really interesting game and it's um what's it i want to say the designer or, or Yoshi P is sort of at the head of this ship. He was the one who did Final Fantasy XIV. Now you can certainly see his fingerprints and some of Final Fantasy XIV's DNA throughout it. So it is trying to tell that big overarching story. It does have the complexities that some, you know, sometimes you do get lost in. But as far as I'm concerned, it does get a lot of the basics of an action RPG. Right with the combat style, the feeling of fluidity, um, feeling powerful, those sorts of things, but also being challenging. Like I, I wasn't expecting to die as much as, as I have while playing this game. There's certainly mm-hmm. some fights that push you to limits, which is good.
0: How mm. mm. have you found your time with a Lockie? This game. <laughs> Look, I just want to. I, I want to say
1: caveat. I love this game. And I, and so everything I say in criticism of it is said with love. It is overall a worthy game, it is very, very good for what it is, but it has problems. Oh, the problems! And also, I want to evaluate it in two different ways in this discussion. I, I was um, gonna say because I think it merits, I it. almost feel like yeah. we need to compartmentalize
2: this conversation a little bit because yeah. it's just such a big game as well. It's like you can't just broad strokes that you do have to try to, you know, piecemeal it a little bit.
1: That's true. It has lots of ebbs and flows. So at its highest heights, it is one of the best fucking games you'll ever play. Um, bar none. And at some of its lowest lows, you just really don't want to play this game. <laughs> and we'll get and we'll get into that. Um mm. but the I do find myself when I've played this game asking myself quite often Uh, is this a Final Fantasy? And I'm asking myself that a lot in the earlier parts of the game. There is a moment where finally you're like, oh, okay, cool, this is actually a Final Fantasy. But at the first parts of the game, you're playing Game of Thrones, Devil May Cry Mm. version, uh, where your main character is Jon Snow, Um, (laughs) right down to the hair, right down to the hair. And also he's a busted kind of and his mum doesn't like him um and his yeah and and yeah storylines happen very similar to what happens in game of thrones around that family no spoilers i was gonna say the
2: first 10 minutes of the game is not spoilers that's you can
1: (laughs) yeah exactly a lot a lot happens in those first 10 minutes where you're like holy shit i am in one hundred and ten percent into this story because we've got a serious Game of Thrones game on our hands. We've finally got a real Game of Thrones game. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened before. We have a whole bunch of like you know half-assed attempts at it, but this is the first genuine Game of Thrones. If they just made him Jon Snow, I wouldn't have. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised. He also gets a puppy that is also a wolf.
0: Yeah. Oh. Wow. Um. <laughs>
1: And also he's a Swan Shield. And everyone Like John Snow. And and like in Game and of also Thrones, d- everybody eventually dies at some point. <laughs> yeah, and also and also um I, I feel like this is not so much a spoiler, but a feature later on in the game um shows that part of a looming threat is a lot of um people are turning blue and behaving <laughs> like zombies.
0: Oh, Oh, <laughs> wow.
1: And also your mother is Cersei.
0: Okay. Is there a giant wall that's in the north? And, do- <laughs> and also
1: there's a Joffrey character, and it's and he's great. And, yeah, and he's great. Um, yeah, so, like, there's so many... Okay, so this game is very much Game of Thrones, um, but uh, in a Final Fantasy trappings, and the more the game plays out the more they try to move away from the Game of Thrones stuff. Um, And the culmination of the Game of Thrones stuff uh, sort of ends with Dion's character, who's the best character that's ever been made in any game ever. Um, I love him so much. And the story that he gets around, around this is the strongest and most interesting one. Um, I will say in Final Fantasy so there's a lot to say about this game this game is heavily story driven and that is definitely its greatest asset Uh, it's a very long game Um, Ellie as you were saying before it's very much an action oriented game which is a first in the Final Fantasy franchise where they've just completely dropped all artifice about them being an RPG now for me I love the traditional Final Fantasy RPGs so I do feel a little bit left behind in that sense, but I understand, um, you know, they're they're trying to, they're trying to release a AAA game that's going to appeal to as many people as possible. They want to focus on it being a tight experience, whatever that is. And I think what they bring to the table is decent. Um, it reminds me a lot of Devil May Cry, um and the main character is called Clive, and so I've seen the game be called lovingly Devil May Clive (laughs) online. It's a very good game. It's a very good game. Um, So the combat is heavily built around you um, in a very Devil May Cry fashion, stacking up combos around um, just beating the shit out of people on the screen um you have a primary dodge button which is basically your your defensive measure for absolutely everything um which does get a little bit boring for me quite early on because i'm like uh, i don't know i didn't get too much of a challenge out of that just because i played a lot of these types of games in the past and it doesn't really um it doesn't really um challenge above You know other stuff. So if you've been basically trained through those Devil May Cry bayonetta games, you're going to be like, okay, I I see what they're doing here. Not nothing much new to the table, but what they do bring there is they certainly try to match it. And at moments they do that very well with their combat. It's very visually appealing. Um, They also have um, giant mech fights similar to bayonetta style, where they have these gigantic things beating the shit out of each other Mm. in this epic grand setting which is just so well executed it is just such a visual treat to look at very cinematic um oh and and yeah the height of the game the 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 real masterpiece sections are really their um their big icon fights so in this game their giant summons from the final fantasy games your efreet your phoenix your shiva um who's always the sexy ice lady if anyone remembers that they're like anyone not familiar with final fantasy but they know shiva because most people do um they're all there they make their appearance a different type uh, through different ways in the game it's kind of a mash between xenoblade chronicles not trying to spoil too much there but little moments like that remind me of xenoblade chronicles especially the most recent one and sort of what they do there
0: wait so are they summons or do you actually get to control them Uh, You get to control them. They're not summons.
2: You get a very simplified sort of control set. So in the normal game, there's lots of combos, lots of different abilities that you can use. But then when eventually, you know, you are in these big cinematic clashes, whether or not sometimes you're not even playing as your own character, um, it's very much just melee, ranged, dash, that sort of thing. But they put it in a way where what you're controlling is kind of like the you know secondary to what's going on on the screen it's meant to be this big climactic moment and you're sort of participating in it a little bit but you know maybe not changing the fates of everybody
0: yeah i'm into that though i think moments in like moments like that in games are great for breaking Mm. things up and for those massive cinematic epic moments i remember there was a there was a game on Game Boy Color. It was a Power Rangers game. And it was basically like a, just a standard beat up But then also there'd be a, like, a, when you finish the level, you would get to, you know, do the thing where the, they all, what's it called? Is it the Megazord? Where they all come together and they yeah. make a the big thing. And, yeah, 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 you get to, like, have a big Kaiju battle, and mm. it was fun on the Game Boy. And you know, mm. Ratchet and Clank kind of did fight it. fight against long. one
1: of Zaida's giant monsters. She's magic, <laughs> magicked up.
0: And like the, the moveset's not as broad, but it's not about that. It's about seeing like the big lumbering punches Wait, and name? watching them smash those monsters. What, who's
1: that from? Sorry, um, my it's brain is tangent, absolutely yeah. snapping. Who is Zaida? I
0: mean, is that the one who the lady you screamed? Is that
1: well, yeah, the I thought she was a crazy witch from um power rangers but she might be from something else (laughs) it makes
2: a a good use of quick time events like i'm usually not a massive fan of quick time events just scattered Uh, through a game but during those cinematic moments you know they will have the odd quick time event mixed in and it does make you keep attention you do have to sort of continue focusing on what's going on so i I do like that mm -hmm. you know i i I think it's well-timed
0: I th- well, I think you yeah. do need a bit of that, otherwise you, f- you feel like you are just sitting there watching a movie, and so long as they get the balance right, I know some, some games will just not throw a <laughs> QTE at you for <laughs> ages, and all of a sudden after like, you know, 10 minutes, you're like, oh shit, I'm going to press something, <laughs> oh fuck, and you're scrambling for the controller. <laughs> uh,
1: you're talking about that um, that horror camp game. Aren't you?
0: I actually I, I can't think of any specific examples off the top uh, of my head, but I know that's happened to me before. That, that
1: quarry, quarry lake. Oh
0: yes, yes. The quarry, quarry lake.
1: <laughs> that a lake quarry.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> Uh, now, Loki, you mentioned before about how... You, you've Well, I, th- I think both of you have said Devil May Cry a bunch <laughs> of times. And there is some literal Devil May Cry DNA in this title as uh, Ryota Suzuki, who was the uh, design lead for Devil May Cry, was the combat designer for Final <laughs> Fantasy 16. So... <laughs> yep, the, there it the is. literal <laughs> combat designer. So that makes absolute sense. Uh, w- w- would you say the combat's... As good as it is in Devil May Cry, the action in that because I know that is just beloved by action hack and slash. Ellie, games. do
1: you want to take this one? I've yeah, got ideas, yeah. and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to taint your your thoughts. I want them to be pure and from the heart.
2: Yeah. No. Look, I I think it, it it has certainly done a very good job. I wouldn't put it at the peak. I'm one of these weird people who loved loved the DMC Devil May Cry, so not the Hmm. necessarily main series, but the little reboot one they did. And that just had very smooth, very snappy combat in it. And even comparing to, you know, my my sort of legacy games, the Nier games, it's not um, not quite as fluent in some cases, or you do sort of lose track of what you're doing a little bit, which is sometimes hard. So I think it does fall a little bit short, but especially as the first, like, action RPG Final Fantasy, I think it does a well and truly good job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, look, I'll agree with that. Um, for what it is, we, as a first, you know, foray from a Final Fantasy, you know, time into it, I think it the action looks absolutely beautiful and it feels great when you're getting into it. Um, but does it compare to Devil May Cry mechanics? Absolutely fucking not. Um, you're, you're, in Devil May Cry, you have very, very different play styles with each of your weapons mm-hmm. that you can switch up and you can switch it up in really diverse ways. In this game, you're basically each, you, you get more play styles, which basically boil down to three extra abilities that, um, ultimately decide whether you're dealing damage or staggering. And that gets extremely boring, extremely quickly for, for me at least. Um, where I felt like no matter what I did, I was never, no matter what combo I did, I never felt like I was really doing more or less damage Mm. than, um, anything else that I sort of put in the arsenal. And I sort of changed things up and Mm. was able to sort of min-max through certain, certain skills where I noticed, okay, that's your pure damage skills, save that for when you staggered. But then I found myself doing the exact same thing for every single boss fight and that's, really bad for an action-based game where you're not really encouraged to try different stuff out or and and you you don't really see any sort of difference in your play style and being able to get through it it was always get down their stagger dodge 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 whenever you know they make any sort of movement heading in your direction so you can perfect dodge and then wail into them once their staggers off and that's it and you did that two times and then your boss is dead no matter what it is and that didn't really change all that much throughout. Like um, the game looked amazing and the different attacks looked very interesting. A lot of variety and different bosses and enemies, but the gameplay itself was so one note. It was, it lacked any sort of variety. And I thought at the very least, if they're going to have combos and things in the game, then like, wouldn't I get like a damage bonus or something to to reward me from trying those things out? Nope. You do the most damage just mashing your... Yeah. Your fucking attack button
2: it, it it is a fair point where i think the the animations on all of the different um you know elemental things that you can do are all very different but they are very interchangeable so you it really does get a little bit of that MMO feeling of that uh, you're waiting for your cooldowns because mm. you've got six abilities that all have cooldowns and you're just cycling through them, waiting for them to pop off cooldown while doing a basic attack that literally does nothing to most bosses. So, mm. Mm. there is there is certainly that lack of different combat styles, even with something like the Jedi games where you can change your stances from fast to slow or heavy hits yeah. and those things. Absolutely. You know, missing a little bit of that. But you still... You still feel powerful, which is good.
1: You do, and and that's why, like, you know, credit to them, it's serviceable, it's it's adequate, yeah. it's standard, it gets across the line, it's just not anything that I would say really pushes itself or, or even gets close to matching sort of even um, Bayonetta and Devil May Cry level variety and versatility in the game mechanics itself. And I think that's probably its weakest point of the game for me, aside from the side quests, and we'll talk about that. Um. <laughs> so so yeah. now,
0: Ellie, you were mentioning before you're not you're not quite as into turn base. You prefer your more action-based mm-hmm. games. So now, Lockie, I know you're a big fan of your turn base. So this this sort of hard pivot. I know they've sort of been they, they did it with Final Fantasy VII remake as well. That's yeah. that's I'd say that's an action game. And yep. Final Fantasy Fifteen was definitely in that direction as well too do you think it it was a worthwhile trade-off all the things they've gotten rid of in order to be more action-based or would you prefer to see a return of the turn-based style gameplay
1: i i look for me personally i um i i i really enjoy uh, turn-based turn-based games so i would really appreciate a game like that and i also even appreciated when they tried to they kept it kind of turn-based, but they had the active time battle system where things would be moving in real time and you'd have to tee things up. Um, So they started off with that in 12 and then continued it, made it a little bit more flashier and streamlined in 13. Uh, 12 was actually one of my favourites in terms of teeing up different gambits and attack styles so you could actually prep it up. Um, it, It made things really interesting. So that's... And that was popular in Dragon um, Dragon Age Origins, but even Dragon Age Origins 2 gave up on that immediately for an action game. So, I don't know. Someone said somewhere, um, you know, marketing's looked at this and action games make more money. So, I understand why they've moved in that direction, and I think they've done a decent job at it. Um, If I could get another Final Fantasy X, I would absolutely take that, but, you know, I'm not unhappy with what I got. I just wish if they if they are going to do devil may cry games that they at least get to the level of versatility in, in that devil may cry does in their combats um there was just so much there was just so much nothing <laughs> which is a very interesting way to say it. there's so much nothing there to their actual customization and RPG mechanics. So they're not quite ready to let go of the fact that they're not R- uh, that they're an action game with no customization. So they give you these things like this really half-assed upgrade wheel where you can upgrade. You have very limited skills to choose from and you get to upgrade them and the upgrades are very lackluster and limited as well. And you have stats still in the game, but they're really boring and terrible. So you just have damage and you just have stagger and you have HP and you have defense and nothing really means anything. Um, And then they have weapons that you can upgrade, but your weapon upgrades are few and far between and they don't really have that much of an impact or feel on the game. And they have um, craftable items, but they're boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they really fucking boring. Like, you- I mean, I mean the,
2: it's the same thing from Diablo 4. The craftable items and the shop items were all worse than the stuff you have been like shoehorned yeah. into getting already.
1: It's true, but hell, it, at least Di- Diablo 4 had legendaries, <laughs> and so the items did ch- change up at some hmm. stage. Th- this game does not get that. You get one legendary <laughs> item, which is called the Berserker Ring, which is awesome, and it does change up your actual gameplay style, and then that's it. That's it. There's nothing else that majorly <laughs> changes up your gameplay style. That's either, oh, we just had a little bit of damage to your attacks or, or a bit of HP and that's, call it a day. Fucking, okay. fucking, Aww. are you kidding me? <laughs> and so it's the, and it's the exact same thing as the Harry Potter um, style where they, they've got that fucking nothing stat, stat gain bonus from the items that you equip. It's very much in yep. that vein and I hate it. I would rather it be more... Um, hell, even God of War Ragnarok did customization and RPG elements better than this game, and that game was, mm. like, really just mostly about the action. Um, yeah, it definitely
2: wasn't um, RPGing too hard, but then, like, all the different weapons felt so unique when you had your spears and exactly. you know, axes and everything
3: mm.
1: else. Exactly. So. A- another game that did did combat, you know, action um, action combat, more effectively than this game very much so so mm. this game is like yeah in it, it its mechanics and its gameplay is actually the weakest part but it's the story that it tells the atmosphere um the music oh god mm. the music yes. um Fucking, fucking! I've got that on my workout <laughs> playlist, and I'm absolutely killing it at the gym at the moment. Like they, yeah. they just nailed it with this soundtrack. It, it is incredible.
2: I think Square Enix just has like an orchestra and a choir in their <laughs> um, basement, and whenever they need anything, <laughs> yeah. they just wind it up and yeah. off they go.
1: Because they, know, they rest- um, yeah, you can tell with um, Final Fantasy 14 because like they've mm. they've gone they've gone. That was an amazing soundtrack as well. They've just mm. they found the right people and they've just locked them in their contracts. Mm. Um, although I'm still in two minds as to whether or not I'm giving that game of the year or whether I'm still going to give Fire Emblem Toothpaste <laughs> game of the year because that has really upbeat, like, that has versatility in its soundtrack. This game makes you feel absolute highest highs with its music, but,
0: yeah, not, not at that versatility piece. Music's great. How's the voice acting?
1: Excellent. Absolutely excellent.
2: Did did you play it on Japanese or
1: English? English. I I played it in in English, and I thought the the voice actors were all excellent. With the exception, there's one character called Goats, and he's this Mm -hmm. gigantic, um, like, inhumanly large man, um, but he has this gentle heart, and he has this- um, uh, Hodor- yeah, he's he's basically Hodor. Um, yes, and but he has this high pitched, um, uh, like British limey sort of, um, uh,
0: oh, what's all this then?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, assholes hey, need. That. Assholes need love too, you bastard. Um, because that that was from um South Park that accent. South I don't know Park. what that is, but they Min-Jay. did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Interestingly,
2: because I I played it on um, Japanese audio, and Mm. I always find that, like, the Japanese um, voice act is best, especially in, like, Japanese games. But I almost feel like the lip-syncing is better in the English audio than the Japanese audio. Like, I'll be watching them talk, (laughs) and I'll Mm. be like...
1: That doesn't match. <laughs> that makes sense because, yeah, I never had any issues with lip sync and I usually do see, yeah, those sort of issues. Um, this mm-hmm. game, yeah, they they it's Game of Thrones quality, um, sort of that European-British voice acting, mm-hmm. um, and they absolutely kill it. There's a main character called Sid, and he plays the same voice actor as Lorath in um, Diablo 4. Um, so that voice actor is getting like, you know, getting all the work and major roles and he's absolutely killing it with that, you know, gravelly North English voice. He's got, um, you know, wish Sean Bean kind of thing going. (laughs) He's excellent. No, he adds his own thing to it. Um, but I think Sean Bean sort of paved the way for that North English voice, um, but, yeah, it's absolutely really well voice acted, really well narrated and driven. The dialogue's very tight and snappy, uh, except for when it gets to the side quest and then it gets very boring. And then you have a very <laughs> passive main character that's just sort of like, what are you doing today? And then they'll they'll tell you, like, this this absolutely <laughs> miserable story and then be all like, anyway, can you get pears for me over there? And then he's like, yeah, sure, no worries. And... Or they'll be abusive to- And in the first part of the game, everyone's super abusive to you because you're basically a slave class. And so everyone treats you like super racist, um, super mean and cruel. You're not even human. Um, And you just do all this stuff for them because- I don't know, but anyway, you just do Business it. Because there's
2: experience attached.
1: Yeah, because you get AP, which could, which eventually gets you the Berserker Ring, and then you don't need to worry about doing any more quests after that, because it doesn't get better. <laughs>
0: Okay, so yeah, not a fan of those side quests there, Lockie.
1: All right, so here's the thing: is it's a very, very big game. It's a very long game. Now, with the side quests, there are some absolutely stunning side quests out there. Um, some really dark, fucked up side quests, particularly early on, that you'll come across where you're like, "Wow, this is like, this is horrific. This uh, shit that goes on in this world is dark and and mean and evil, and and this is badass." But most of the time, you're, you get trained quite early on to skip that dialogue button quite frequently and be like, just get on with it, just get on with it, just get on with it, because it doesn't add to the plot in a lot of ways un- unless it sometimes does and you miss it because you've been trained to skip through all the boring chaff. You sometimes do miss out on some golden moments. So it's it's difficult to say. Are the side quests enjoyable? Absolutely not. They're not enjoyable. They're not entertaining. They are always the same, always one note. Either you fetch something or you go to the place to kill the thing. And that's it. You don't really get major shakeups in sort of plot and storytelling. It's it's a big nothing burger for me. Um, but you do get the occasional narrative respite where it is interesting. But over the course of, oh. like, 80 hours, you'll get, like, maybe <laughs> two hours worth of decent content in there.
0: Damn. I mean,
2: I, I, I'm i a bit more generous with the side quests myself. Like, yes, there's a lot of... Um, you know, hey, can you go get me some wood from the storage and stuff? But there, there is certainly world building aspects to it. You know, as you mentioned, you you sort of, in a few of them, it's really pointing out how dark the world is and how fucked up this slave class system is. But even the more subtle ones, like there's one very early on in the game where you literally are delivering food to people around your hideout. And so you have to go and get the food and then you deliver it to the people. And each person you deliver it to is doing an important role they're helping with the chocobos they're helping build they're helping farm and it's sort of teaching you that you know we're all in this together and we all have to sort of look after each other and i sort of see that in a very a very different like perspective i guess because it's like okay well it's it's teaching you to be nice to these people who you know if it was a yoko tarot game they would all eventually die and luckily it's not there are some happy endings in these stories um but it, it certainly has that um not necessarily fun it's like you, I agree, you're not having <laughs> fun in some of these side quests but that's i do think that's probably that my major so- issue yeah, yeah. If, if you are sort of <laughs> trying to be mindful of the world and you're trying to live in that world, it's like, okay, well, it makes sense, you know, you're the you know leader of this area, maybe you're going to try to help them out, you know, this is dangerous, you're the only one who can really do it, so yeah. yes, it is maybe just another mob yeah. quest.
1: It, it's good storytelling and it's good world building, yeah. but it's just a real shame about the actual game. Yeah. And that's where yeah. you're like, okay, that's great, but I also do need, like, a game to keep me entertained yeah. and yeah, sort yeah. of, like, it can't just all be all like, oh, you know, I have the most miserable life ever. Here's a shitty quest for you to do. Like, you need something <laughs> yeah, to break me. it up. And I'm like, for- yeah. and and- <laughs> this is the other thing Uh, let's go let's shift into tone so this game is very much game of thrones right and they're going for a more mature final fantasy than i've ever seen them do before very muddled color tones very they really try and keep it subdued for most parts of the game where they even color wise and um in in terms of music they try to keep it very traditional very dark um i I did appreciate the game for what it was and I did and I loved the the depth and the somberness to it, but there were times where I was like I was thinking to myself, I need some fucking brevity in this game. it is weighing down on my soul to the nth degree the like i I, I think the lifeline for me was um the the character Gav was was funny and charming and that was where a lot of the the joy came from the game for me. I was going to mention there's, there, there's I don't know what
2: the right word for it is but there's a lot of bromo erotics in this game where yeah. a lot of these like white male characters are almost like just kiss already like you yeah, guys are yeah. just browing it up and at one point like there is some some representation in the game and that's great oh um, amazing
1: oh yeah and also Sid says with Gav like oh he he likes you you know and you do see that Gav's like flirting with him and getting flustered when um you know uh, Clive's being a little bit warmer to him and friendlier yeah. with him. He gets flustered and shy and blushes. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. Are they going to do a gay thing with them? And what? Th- that doesn't happen, but they t- and then they introduce <laughs> a gay couple later, and you go into. Um, they have this really interesting um, storytelling technique where you can pause in the middle of the cutscene at any time to actually learn a little bit about what's going on in the cutscene. So they'll tell you about the characters and their backgrounds, like little bios. And immediately, I look when I saw them introduce this character, I immediately looked at his bio because I saw what was going on between him and his main guard, and I'm like. No, is Final Fantasy really going there? Are we finally getting an openly gay character in it? And yeah, it's it, in the bio. They say in no ambiguous terms they're lovers. In there, like it's written in there just to be a, like, no, there's no ambiguity here. We do not want people arguing. Oh, they're just really good friends or whatever. They're like, no, they're lovers. Deal with it. And I loved
0: that. Oh, it was excellent. This, is now is this the couple that that? Kotaku article was talking about. I never read the I, article. I, didn't, but the I headline... didn't read the article
1: either. Either, but I, I know okay. it's about them. Yeah, it would be about them.
0: The headline made it sound like yeah. It like sure it was gay, but is it gay enough? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, do <laughs> we think <laughs> it was gay enough, people? Like, like, did you get your your gayness? <laughs> I was I was
1: incredibly appreciative of it. I went, holy shit! They did. They put a gay character in in there, and he's good. And his story is excellent, and his story is yeah. not centered around his gamers at all. Yeah,
2: you don't you don't want them to be ringing the bell and waving the flag and no, like yeah, p- It has nothing it's to like... do with that. It's just no, you want it, it to be a side thing. It's like okay, well, this is tangential to the actual story that's happening.
1: <laughs> it's just a feature of the character that fleshes him out and makes him a little bit more interesting, and it has nothing to do with the plot at all that he goes through. He gets a very Game of Thrones style plot, and it's fucking amazing and i would say dion's plot is um story beginning middle and end um is is just absolutely chef's kiss fine-tuned the peak of storytelling i've ever seen in final fantasy it was incredible um his major story arc um fucking like they they could have ended the game there when he had his peak and i would have been like yep that's fine. I don't need to play anymore. I've seen it.
2: Yeah, the, the story and the music certainly do do a lot of heavy lifting in the game. Well, they, yeah, all, they do. Also, they're like two integral cornerstones of what make up a good game next to gameplay. So. You,
1: you can tell that they really valued storytelling. They really wanted to get the storytelling right in this. And I think for the most part, they did an excellent job with that. Um, uh, I will say no spoilers towards the end, but there there is a polarizing sort of ending. Um, and I can see online... Um, I, I like it cause it's thought provoking. It made me really think about it afterwards and, and, you know, try to unpack what I just saw and, you know, what does this mean? Um, and I like those sort of endings. They, they make me reflect. Um, and I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was sweet enough, but people want to really, people wanted, people wanted a certain ending and it, and the ending that they got, I appreciate it, but I don't think it's the ending that most people want from this sort of game.
3: Mm.
2: So that,
1: like, is that even spoilery enough?
2: Yeah, I don't think
1: it's. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a polarizing ending. It's an ending where they were quite artistically brave. Quite frankly, that's what I'll say. Um, Mm. What I'll say there. That's what you want. Yeah.
2: You want them to take a risk. You want them to do what they want to do in their vision. So.
1: And I finished this, I clocked credits like two hours ago and I'm still digesting this sort of ending. I'm going to be thinking about this tonight. Um, it was it was a really good game.
0: So I'm guessing it ends with Gav and a bear <laughs> hooking up and living together happily ever after and people weren't comfortable with that. Is that what's going on? No?
1: No, no, it's not. It, it's not. Um, <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's not as great as that. Yeah, I think in this game, it'd be a Minotaur anyway.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now, I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I had a fun enough time with the combat. I thought, you know, it was passable, and I thought there was some interesting story stuff going on there, but I just felt like my time was not utilised properly, if that makes sense. I felt like they just didn't give a fuck about my time, and I was... There was a good, like... 12 to 15 hours of shit they could have just cut right out of that game. And then they would have probably probably had a pretty solid 8 or 9 out of 10. You know, music and the uh, the presentation was great. Yep. Do they do the same thing in here with Final Fantasy Sixteen? If I just mainline this shit and avoid a lot of the side quests, am I going to be putting up with hours and hours and hours of shit that isn't going to account for the main plot at all and just... Le- okay, alright, well fuck this. You're gonna <laughs> I be know, I, I would
2: <laughs> say no. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Like, all right. These all right.
2: these games aren't as long as you'd think that they would be. Like I just double checked to make sure I checked my facts, but like the time to beat for sixteen is only 34 hours for the main story. So you're not spending 100 hours in this world. So if you just run from beginning to end, you're spending just under 40 hours in the game. Um, And most of the main story quests, if you're ignoring all the side quests, I think are pretty good. And there's little enough of, like maybe there's a couple of hours of filler in there, but there's little enough of that. And it's quick enough that, you can get back to your big cinematic scenes and your big main storyline okay. quick enough. So,
1: yeah, I think you're right. Um, because and and this is because their side quest is so fucking boring. Um, um, <laughs> if if I'd played through it and I'd ignored all the side quest stuff, yeah, I think, I think if you're just trying to go through main quest stuff, um you would have a much more action oriented um, experience and it would be more tight knit with that said though i would say it's not its pacing is nowhere near god of war levels of storytelling mm. and pacing and and excitement and understanding you know in a really mm. effective way that ebb and flow they have some moments that absolutely you know bring things to a grinding halt and um yeah, an example, an example of it without spoiling is they get to this, you know, sort of final zone area towards the 75% mark of the game. And you're at that point, you're kind of mentally ready for the game to end. You're like, okay, like, this has been great, but I'm ready for it to wrap up. I want my big climax. And then they just go, no, let's go back to our main hub area and talk about this for the next fucking 10, you know, 10, <laughs> like quests mm. and little, then and then yeah. and then they reach the conclusion where you just go back to exactly where you were before and you're like ah oh, for fuck's sake uh, so we could have just stayed there so we could have just had something story plot rela- related to keep us moving forward but instead you put it you put it in reverse and said no they need to digest this and i was like for fuck's sake and and yeah so there are severe issues with pacing the longer uh, into the game that you get Um, The game is much more tight knit in the earlier to middle part, where you're like, you're getting enough new things sort of shown to you and to experience. But once you get past that hump, you are really ready to go, okay, I've experienced what this world has to offer. Let's start bringing it to an end. And the game doesn't want to let you. And it has (laughs) all these moments that are kind of like, They're kind of like, if you spend a little bit more time making this the final boss moment, I would be completely happy with this. And, you know, if you just, you know, move things forward a little bit where you can have people appear and move the plot forward and they don't do that. Mm. And it's very confusing because you're in a world that has magic. And and it's a fantasy. And, but they it's don't. It's one of my few
2: complaints, I feel, with, with the storyline of the game itself. It comes back to the side quest being, well, maybe they would have been better as a graphics novel. Some of the mainline quest is so. A pet peeve of mine is having a cutscene. And then walking ten steps and having another cutscene. Why wasn't Mm. that just all one big cutscene? And and that is that is really that is the theme of this game in some places where you'll be like, okay, well I killed one person and then I had another cutscene, or I went and did this thing and then I came back and then I had another cutscene. Like sometimes you just want to roll it all up together and just make this one big
1: cutscene, please. You are so right, and that happens so many times, especially like in your own camp where you're like, Mm. yeah, and it just move. You're like, (laughs) this should have all just been one cutscene, so you can watch them move to the next area and and you know do a little bit of cinematic storytelling and maybe you know mm. show from a different camera angle or something something but no it's just <laughs> yeah back and forth moving yeah it, that does happen a lot and um, I'm not sure you've reached this point yet Ellie in the game but there's one point where um, when you get to it you you'll know what I'm talking about because everyone would have this complaint but there's this area where they go into painstaking detail. After a very exciting boss fight moment to then spend a whole bunch of main storyline quests to do um, very side questy fetch quest stuff Mm. to build a fucking ship. And they go into excruciating (laughs) detail about it in the dialogue sense. Like, we need the screw to connect this thing, to connect this thing, to connect this thing. (laughs) And it goes and it just keeps going. And it's like... It's like a full lesson in civics mm. engineering that I'm just like, my hand is hurting from trying to skip it so frequently. <laughs> and like, and, just, and, and so you go get the thing and then they're, like, then they're like, no, I now need another thing. And so you go get the other thing and they're like, no, now I need an-. And it just keeps going.
2: More MacGuffins. That's actually right in the middle of where I am and maybe <laughs> one of the reasons why I've put it down for a day or two. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the wor- I- yeah, it's the absolute worst part of the game. It just brings everything to a grinding halt for no reason. Uh, and, it's, yeah. and it's moments <laughs> like that where you're like, they could have cut all of that out and just keep the pacing a little bit tighter in and the game okay. and the game is legitimately suffering as a result of it. So just some baffling choices in that direction. And also like, I get that people who go into engineering, you know, might be passionate about that, but most people aren't. So maybe don't include it to that level yeah. in the game.
0: Oh, you've got the wood, but now you have got to get the varnish for the wood as well. The woods got to go dry. Yep. We hate it. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, it goes into that level of detail, and it's like, you know, come on, storytelling, keep it moving.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what oh. aspect of the culture or the people they're trying to show in on this one. Like, there's a lot of ones I'll defend about being nice to the poor people and the people who have had a rough time, but this one just has no lessons to learn in it.
1: So I don't, uh, so I like don't someone know. Someone throw a fucking pie, for God's sake. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: need something.
0: Oh, dearie, mate. Yeah, look, I think this might be one I'll avoid. I, it doesn't sound like it is quite as wasteful and uh, with your time as what Final Fantasy Seven Remake is. Like, they made you climb up 60 flights of stairs or something ridiculous at one point in that game. Um, you know, there was scene after scene of people just... Wanting to fuck Cloud that had no bearing on the actual story whatsoever. Mm, there's uh, a fair the final... amount of that
1: in this game as well. But it's, it's uh, fun. Oh, yeah. It is fun. Yeah, no,
0: I'm not, no, no, I'm not into that. I got so over it.
1: I would say between those two games, which which is the better one? I would say that the the story of this game is way better and way, wor- uh, way more worth it than the Final Fantasy VII remake um and well, the Seven storytelling isn't a full
0: story it's like one third of a story stretched yeah. out to a 35 hour game so that yep. uh, you'd mm-hmm. hope that would be the case yeah oh yeah. dear yeah no i think i might give this one a miss you knows? maybe when it comes on a deep deep sale or maybe i'll give the demo a try and see what i think but also yeah, i think i'm I,
1: I think i'm in love with like f- six different characters in that game in Final Fantasy 16, they, their characters are really good. I love Joshua. I love Clive. I love Gav. I love Dion.
2: I mean, I love your mentor from the beginning. He was like, you know, great, great development in a very short uh, period of time. Oh, yeah,
1: no, I liked him as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. absolutely gutted. Um, the ca- the character development is yeah. yeah. The character development
2: is uh, fairly good in this game. The,
1: the game takes you to some really dark places. Um, I will say though, oh. there are some things that don't pay off for me. So a major part of the game quite early on is there is a love interest. Um, you know, there is like a, a unititis thing sort of going on a little bit, and it doesn't pay off for me. And uh, to be honest, I feel like the love interest story was done dirty in a lot of ways they were an Mm. interesting character and they had good bones but um there's a moment where you where they are getting their main sort of story arc played out um where they're basically confronting their captor who who forced them to do these horrific things for them for war and um like they they play such a passive role where you continue to play as your main character that basically does all the action stuff and they do very <laughs> little and it's like why didn't they let me play as her during that time yeah, that would have been that cool. would have been a good character switch yeah and then and then the love scene was weird it, it was weird um it was not a Titus Yuna moment you know that Suteki Daner where that comes out and everything's beautiful and shining this is like fucking weird. I would definitely
2: recommend playing the demo, though. Like, I I did the demo a week or two before the game came out, and it Mm. it really did have me chomping at the bit to play it on on day one of release. So, Mm. even if you just play the demo, it'll Mm. give you an idea of what the game's like.
1: Overall, I'd say the game is absolutely worthwhile. I think it's it's one of the best stories that Final Fantasy has ever told. It's some of the, the best oh. music. It's definitely the best animation. Um, you know, it's incredible how how nice it looks. There are moments where you can tell that the PlayStation 5 is chugging and I would have loved to have played it, you know, on a PC. Um, so I am I don't know if I'd be able to pick up the PC release, though. I don't think I could play this game again. The action really oh. is its weakest point for me. Um, if okay. the action had actually been better and more varied, I would easily be able to replay this. Um, I don't even think I could new game plus it.
0: If, if they do what they've done with final fantasy 15 and final fantasy seven remake where they did 15, I think they did the Royal edition and remake. They did like, it was like integrate or some, I can't remember. There was some special edition where it was. The PC, it's going to be the PC version, but also with the extra DLC that you get down the track. Would you consider giving that a try, you think? Is it good enough? You'd want to play the expansion content?
1: If they release, yeah, if they release like DLC, uh, I'd be curious about picking it up. Um, There probably, there might be some DLC that focuses around Joshua. Um, So, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, is it a
0: day one though, or is it like oh, I'll have to I wait and see what reviews are like when the DLC comes out.
1: It depends if it's a lull in the overall gaming sphere. So like, if I've got nothing else to play, <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, hey, all right, I'll pick it up. But if if there are stuff going on, I'll be more. I'll be. It, it, it also probably
2: depends what type of uh, DLC it is. If it's actually like uh, Burning Shores, or it's like a full. story arc then you know absolutely but if it's just like hey we've got this arena where you can battle things again and we've got this like upgrade to xyz then it's like no i'm not gonna buy that yeah absolutely
0: anything like seven i think seven remake had an extra character that they slotted in somehow with a couple of extra chapters here and there but Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see.
1: Yeah, let me just say this with the combat, just to close it off. Like, you'll get to the end game points where, um, you know, very end game moment, they just have you fighting against all of the enemies and and things throughout the game. And um, literally, you're doing the exact same thing in every single fight. It's just so boring. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, Lockie, you have roll credits on this one, but before we grab your review score, Ellie, do you have any final words on Final Fantasy sixteen? Would you recommend it?
2: I mean, I, I would. I think if you've played games like Bayonet or Devil May Cry and you do like the JRPG sort of genre of that sort of world that you're playing in, absolutely. I think it's worthwhile as a, as a play. Um, hmm. You know, the way I would put it, it would be I don't regret paying full price on day one for final fantasy 16 i probably should have waited for diablo 4 <laughs> 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 that's fair <laughs> so no no i think it's an it's an excellent game you know it's not a eight and a half out of ten it's not a nine out of ten but it's it's worth the time that i've put into it and i think i've gotten my money worth so
0: awesome that's all you can ask for yeah. as a gamer i suppose yeah. these days that you're, you're getting your value out of your products. Locky, what's that score?
1: Yep, I, I think I think um the 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 combat gameplay is, is extremely middling for me where it's it's really I'm really not getting that much out of it, but the narrative, the music, the atmosphere, the characters, the story when you get into it is so fucking good. All of that is absolute 10 out of 10, and but it's really the the pacing and the um and the combat that brings it down for me, all the it brings it down, dragging it down to a f- fucking eight, which is a travesty because the game is excellent. The game, okay, it, it's one of those things where I could not give it anything higher than an eight. And eight is great, but the mm. the game is is and deserves to be better than that.
2: I, I, I know I haven't rolled credits on it, but I would happily give this game six absentee brothers out of eight icons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a Game of Thrones out of ten Final Fantasies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Look, it says a lot about a title where you can see where they could have improved things or possibly cut things to get it up there that little bit. Um, I'd say eight's a respectable score for sure but yeah it's it can be frustrating when you when you know it could have been that little bit better but yeah it still sounds like people have got themselves a pretty worthy final fantasy follow-up title all in all sounds like it's at least going over better than final fantasy 15 when that first came (laughs) out because i remember people weren't too happy about that one Mm. but yeah. yeah but that'll do us for News to Reviews for another (laughs) week. Ellie, thank you so much for popping by to chat about Final Fantasy 16. I hope all of our weebs out there are very satiated. I've got to say, you know, I'm not the the biggest of weebs myself, but I still found that chat very interesting and enjoyable. Thank you so much for popping by.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been great to be here.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now... Before I cut to your words of wisdom, Lockie, I forgot to do this at the start of the show. If you like news to reviews, please rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to the podcast or heck any podcast out there that you enjoy if you're an Inconsolables fan or a fan of any podcast leave them a rating or review wherever you happen to listen to that podcast because it is the best way you can help them get into the ears of more peeps and just to show them that you appreciate what they do Lockie, I appreciate what you do when you give us your words of wisdom. What have you got for us?
1: Well, my words of wisdom are what what the story of Final Fantasy is driving down your throat from the very first moment, is that slavery is bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Don't do it.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. very brave, Lockie. And, Thank you. Know, you. I'll, I'll, go, I'll second that. I'll put my neck out and I will say slavery is bad as well, too. <laughs> Ellie, your silence is deafening. You're clearly pro-slavery. <laughs> I mean, it's a hot
2: take in 2022, but, you know. No.
0: <laughs> oh, Everyone out there, please, denounce slavery and take care of yourselves and take care of one another.
1: I don't even know what this is. I'm just looking up images of two. What is it? Like a bullet hell or something.
0: Please I Ah s- s-
1: oh, fuck.
2: I searched it up and all I got were pictures of anime girls. I'm yeah. Like,
0: okay. Yep. I I don't know. Oh, it's Tao Hau, you were right. I think both of you said Tao Hau, right?
2: I was thinking Tao just like the Warhammer
1: um, army.
0: But yeah. Well, I googled h- how you say it, and it says Tao how."
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, a bullet hell. Oh, look, I, I I enjoy decent bullet hell. Um, this doesn't look decent though. <laughs>